Hello and welcome to the 128th episode of Crosby's Nine, where we look at English from all angles. If I say, raise the bar, what do you think of? Raise the bar. Please repeat. She has raised the bar. Well, there are many images that come to mind, but this is a very cool expression. To raise the bar means to increase the standards of quality that are expected or that are required for something. If you set high standards, you are raising the bar. You are raising expectations. Imagine a bar, just this simple bar, that has been raised. And now I can barely reach the bar and the expectations have been increased because somebody, my boss or a competitor or a colleague or a family member or somebody, has raised the bar. And so the expectations are now higher. If I want to reach those expectations, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because the bar has been raised. Somebody has raised the bar. So the expression to raise the bar means to set high standards or to raise expectations for yourself or for other people. Now let's look at a couple examples. Let's say you're at the office and everybody at the office dresses very casually. It's an informal setting. And suddenly, a new hire starts dressing up. What? The new hire is dressing up? Please repeat, the new hire is dressing up. What is a hire? A hire is a new employee. Please repeat, a hire is a new employee. Yeah, somebody who was hired is called a hire. So there's this new hire who starts dressing up. What does to dress up mean? Really good phrasal verb. To dress up has a couple different meanings. I think of Halloween. When it's Halloween, you dress up as something. You dress up as a ghost. You dress up as a clown. You dress up as a cowboy. You dress up as something. So it's the idea of putting on a costume to dress up. What are you going to dress up as for Halloween? To dress up also refers to wearing clothes that are a little bit more formal. If you dress up, you are going to put on some elegant clothing. Well, wait a second. This is a very informal office. And now the new hire has started to dress up. And now she has raised the bar. She has raised the bar in terms of the dress code at the office. So people, little by little, start dressing up just like she does because she has raised the bar. And suddenly, if you look around after a few weeks, more and more people are dressing up and it's a little bit more formal in terms of the dress code because she raised the bar. Let's look at sports. Let's talk about an athlete or a team that breaks a record. Please repeat, athlete. Remember how we pronounce that word, athlete. So let's say there is an athlete or a team that breaks a record. Maybe they scored the most points. Maybe they established a winning streak. Maybe somebody jumped the highest or the fastest. But this team or this athlete has immediately set a new mark and therefore either the team or the athlete has raised the bar. They've raised the requirement necessary for setting the new record to achieve greater expectations. Now, when you talk about this in terms of sports, most of you are probably thinking of the high jump, high jumping. 
right, where the athlete has to jump over a bar. Let's say there is a bar set at 2.45 meters. Please repeat. The bar is set at 2.45 meters. And by the way, 2.45. In English, it's 2 decimal 45. In other words, it's not a comma. It's a decimal, and we say point. So the bar is set at 2.45 meters, and the athlete clears the bar. The athlete jumps over the bar, and then they have to raise the bar for the next jump because that is the new record. As a matter of fact, the world record for the high jump is 2.45 meters, and it was set by a Cuban named Javier Sotomayor back in July of 1993 in Salamanca, and that record still stands. Please repeat, that record still stands. If a record stands, it means it still exists. Okay, so let's say that the athlete has cleared 2.45 meters. Well, we have to raise the bar for the next jump. Okay, is it clear? The expression to raise the bar means to raise the standards. Remember how we pronounce our words that begin with an S. We emphasize the S. To raise standards, which makes me think of a great song. <laughs> I always think of these songs, right? There is a song from a group called The Jam on their first album, which is called In the City. And there's a song called Standards. And I always remember the first few lyrics. We make the standards and we make the rules. And if you don't abide by them, you must be a fool. Think about that verb there. And if you don't abide by them, you must be a fool. Again, I will repeat the first few lyrics here. We make the standards and we make the rules. And if you don't abide by them, you must be a fool. Okay, so the verb here is to abide by. To abide is spelled A-B-I-D-E. Please repeat your letters. A-B-I-D-E. The preposition is by, B-Y. And to abide by something means to conform to something, to accept something without complaining. You must abide by the rules. Anyway, the song goes, we make the standards and we make the rules. And if you don't abide by them, you must be a fool. We have the power to control the whole land. You never must question our motives or plans. <laughs> A great song called Standards by the Jam. Anyway, at the end of the song, they start singing, Stand up for standards. Stand up for standards. Stand up for standards. What's the phrasal verb there? To stand up for. To stand up for something or to stand up for somebody. What does to stand up for mean? To defend something or to defend somebody or to support a particular idea or a person who is being attacked. Let's say you want to stand up for somebody because they are being attacked. You're going to support them. Or let's say, for example, somebody is being bullied. Please repeat. Somebody is being bullied. Remember in English, you really need to finish off the final part of every word, whether it's an S, whether it's a D, whether it's a T, whether it's the gerund in this case, somebody is being bullied, we need to stand up for her. Please repeat, she is being bullied, we need to stand up for her. Okay, so the phrasal verb there, to stand up for. And by the way, is that a regular verb or an irregular verb? 
It's an irregular verb. How do you conjugate the verb to stand up for? Stand up for, stood up for, stood up for. And finally, talking about the verb to raise, R-A-I-S-E, and that's a regular verb, right? Raise, raised, raised. What about the other verb that refers to something going up? Rise, R-I-S-E. How do you conjugate the verb to rise? Rise, rose, risen. What's the main difference between raise and rise? Well, raise is a transitive verb, which means it needs to have a direct object. It has to have a direct object. And rise is an intransitive verb. It doesn't need a direct object. In other words, something raises something. Please repeat. Something raises something. It's a transitive verb. We're using the verb to raise. Something raises something. In other words, a magnificent performance raises the bar. Again, let's repeat that. A magnificent performance raises the bar. Okay. Now, the verb to rise is an intransitive verb. Something rises. Please repeat. The sun rises. Is that clear? So, raise, raised, raised. Rise, rose, risen. Raise is a transitive verb. It requires a direct object. Rise is an intransitive verb. It doesn't require a direct object. The performance raised the bar. The sun rises. That's all the time we have for the 128th episode of Crosby's Nine. Please go back and listen to this podcast. You will improve your listening comprehension. You will improve your speaking because you're going to imitate me, right? That's all for now. Thanks again, everyone. I'll see you soon. Bye-bye.